Welcome to From the Back Tees, a podcast where we tee it up from the back every week. Welcome to the From the Back Tees podcast. Today's April 26th. We're coming off a pretty big week of golf, but let's just get started with a pretty unique story making waves in the golf world. Michael Vasaki, Monday queued for his first PGA Tour event, the Volsparos, all over PGA Tour's Twitter, all over golf Twitter, bawling his eyes out, calling his dad. Very emotional thing. 200,000 views. We're telling Reed before the show, and Reed just breaks the news that these guys were college teammates. Yeah, yeah. Vasaki, that guy, he, uh, he's a character. He fucking he loves to laugh and have fun and um, – you You've know, got to feel pretty proud right now, Reed. I mean, that's kind uh, of oh, cool. Absolutely. I, you know, the yeah. UCF Knights are back on the board once again. Yeah. You know, they've, they've had some good players throughout the, um, you know, throughout their uh, tenure of the program, but um, still waiting for that one big breakout. Blaine Barber was about as good as a guy. Cliff Gresky, um, Connor Randall, Ricardo Guevara was top 50 in the world for a little while, but uh, Visaki, maybe he's the next one. Vasaki. Did you used to spank Vasaki around when you were playing? You said he was a year younger than you. <laughs> no, dude. We, he just he just likes to have fun and laughs. And he's he's a good dude. He's uh, easy to be around. Real likable guy. Um, you know, but he loved. I'll tell you what, he loves to play golf. Obviously, been on the grind for a while now. So that's awesome to see him break through. Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, I know uh, hard work goes a long way, and I know he practices hard. So good for him. Yeah, we're, we're going to need him to, like, pull off the Corey Connors, win it, because he seems like the perfect representative for our podcast to be on tour. Like, no guy looks more suited for the FTBT logo than Michael Vasaki. Yeah, he, he will be a legend if he makes it. <laughs> he, he actually will. He, he's like the guy who will be like, everyone will root for him. But on the PGA Tour, the Zurich Classic, another guy, a bit of a legend now, Cam Smith with the mullet. Pulls off the victory. <laughs> the most notable part about it was they're announcing at the end, like, how his girlfriend promised, like, he promised his girlfriend that when he wins, he's going to get rid of the mullet. And then as soon as he wins, he's like, no, I'm not getting rid of the mullet. Was oh. that the easiest, like, I mean, of course he's not going to cut off his mullet that he won with, you know? Like, I don't think his girlfriend, I mean, come on. You got to know he's, like, in he's the moment probably probably lying about that to you like oh yeah I'll, I'll cut it off with if i win how about that and then it's like oh i win oh i gotta keep the mullet <laughs> oh he played incredible yeah a little played- fact his girlfriend uh grew up in washington state and played in junior golf tournaments in the girls age groups i think a couple years ahead of me and the guys in the boys age groups her name is uh jordan Antraveras. we'll put it out there jordan Antraveras. if you're listening uh Tag us. Uh, very happy for Cam's win. That was awesome to see. Jordan, you can come on the podcast whenever you want. Yeah, that, yeah, that was that was an awesome win. Not to put anything away from Leishman in this, because he played great, but the first two rounds, Cam Smith carried this team. I mean, yeah. Maybe even the last two rounds. Some of these teams were really carried by one guy, and we're going to get to a couple later. But Cam Smith basically won this tournament and brought Mark Leishman with him. Hey, I got. It. I was on uh, on the golf course one day, and I got off the golf course, and I had a text, and 
It was someone mentioning a four putt. Did you guys see a four putt out there? Four putt. I missed it. I honestly didn't watch a ton of the shot. I know Seabass, Seabass yeah. and Hubs four putted. Yes, <laughs> oh, I know. Yes, they they three putted from three feet or five feet. Yeah, that's like I mean, but think about how hard they like alternate shot like. The, the guy for the guy misses a three footer, and then you step up, and you're like, "Oh fuck, I better not mess this." Well, <laughs> like you know, they, now they could like both. Uh, they can't be pissed at the other one. Right, right. I don't know who missed it first, but they maybe a little part of them was happy that the other one missed it. <laughs> nah, yeah, but I'm sure they were just laughing at the end of the day. That is that is kind of funny. Yeah, I mean the the format is pretty brutal. I I want to talk about a group that was not in contention at all, missed the cut by a mile. Morikawa and Matthew Wolf. Right. Colin Morikawa must fucking hate Matthew Wolf right now. <laughs> this guy, in the first round of best ball, he did not have a single shot count. Not single one. shot? Nothing. Every single final well, shot was Morikawa. Or a single hole. A single yeah. hole. But, but yeah. No, Wolf didn't even make a par that was useful. Wow. Every hole Morikawa parred, Wolf bogey. Wow! You mean he'd even he'd even like tie him on a hole? More no, because Morikawa would pick up first, right? If he made Uh. it first. (laughs) So like, and then they played alternate shot. Wolf Morikawa's probably okay. We have a chance. Let's go low here. Wolf just awful play, just blew it for me. Well, it's happened to Matt Wolf. I mean, he mental because his odds keep dropping too. I feel like every tournament and. Yeah, that's interesting. The whole broadcast was about how it how it seems to be mental for him. Like he just can't get over that hurdle, and he did not look entertained at all. Like hmm. slumped over the whole time. I don't know. Yeah, you th- you'd think he could perform well in a team event. Like you know, if you're not playing well, something you got to change something up, and maybe the team event is a perfect time for that little change to happen but oh gosh i guess golf is golf and if it's not working it's not working yeah but uh yeah crazy stuff some of the other teams that did pretty well louis Ustace and charles schwartz will just grinded the whole week and then to end like that like it must feel pretty shitty in this format when like louis just loses it on the yeah eight. you wouldn't you would not expect Ushazen of all people to Screw up a drive. I mean, the pressure awful. got to them. Those two, like, Schwartz will miss, like, a seven-footer on 16, it might have been, or 17. And then uh, he missed another putt on 18 that would have won it. Dude, yeah, um, I mean, it's – and that, that kind of format, you get that deep in the tournament, like, there's a lot of pressure on you. We got to talk about Ustazen for a second because the, the, I did not know this, but his only – PJ Tour win was at the 2010 British Open yeah. at St Andrews, yeah. and he's gotten second place in like every single event, like every, like every amazing like a WGC, the players, um, majors, uh, what else, playoff events. Yeah. He's gotten like Even second in yeah. all these events, and like to me, Louis Ustazen is like a lock for the hall of fame i think but he only has one pga tour win so then you're saying lee westwood is a lock as well it's basically westwood, the same I think thing. Is a lock. 
I, I think Lee Westwood is too. I think Westwood's more of a lock than Ustazen. Those two have pretty comparable like careers as far as a bunch of seconds and just having trouble getting the job done. Yeah, is Tony Fino the next Willie Ustazen? Could be. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, Ustazen, like, his name is always there. Like, it's always there, and you're like, oh, there's Ushazen again, like contending at the Masters, or there's Ushazen again, you know, sticking around. Remember when he made double eagle on two at the Augusta? Yeah. I remember like it was yesterday. Yeah. But uh, I, th- I think uh, Smith and Leishman, they were for sure deserving of the win because on 15, was it 50 or 6, where the ball got stuck against the tree, which was like, that was bullshit. There needs to be a rule about that. You hit it in the middle of the fairway, and it gets wedged between a tree that you have to play an unplayable. That should not be a penalty shot. Because you <laughs> oh, hit a good is- shot. And then Cam Smith's drive on the next hole, that was like an amazing drive, somehow finds its way into the water. I don't know. They deserve yeah. to win, but... Yeah, I mean, good hey, for them. Sometimes a few yards makes a difference. Reed, do you think you deserve a penalty, though, if it gets wedged up against a tree in the middle of the fairway? Committed there. Yeah, but no, but it was like such a bad bounce. Like if it was one yard to the left, it's perfect. Yeah, I mean, I, I get that, but like you got to take that tree out. I, I I didn't watch the tournament, so I don't really know the golf course. Yeah, I get. I guess that's true. The tree is placed there for a reason, but it's sort of like to me, like hitting it in a sandfield divot in the fairway. That's a little different. Like I don't know. Like, I don't know if I agree or don't get, agree with that, but I think it's more of a conversation than being able to move it from a ball and then up next to a tree. Like that's why they have an option for a one stroke on it. You know. Yeah, that's true. I guess it's just really shitty luck that it ends up there. And that happened two holes in a row, but then Leishman bailing them out, holding it from uh, the draw. Right. Yeah. But uh, See, Leishman other- wasn't. Leishman wasn't all like riding the coattails. He did something. <laughs> Yeah, no, exactly. On round four, he, he did something. But the first two rounds, I mean, it was all Camp Smith. I'll tell you what. Our picks did pretty good, if I remember right. Yeah. For the most part. I think – I can't remember who everyone picked. I know I picked Horschel and uh, Burns, and they were – Yeah, I went Kirk and Todd. Yeah. That's who – okay, we yeah. Made to... We made a cut. They really struggled on Sunday, though. Oh. Reed, I don't remember who you picked. Oh, did Reed go – I'm trying to recall myself. You go okay. Cantley and Xander, don't you? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Or did you go like Homa and Gooch? I think uh, that was a uh, long shot. I think I'm, my notes are another, another spiral. Uh, yeah, I think Gooch, I, I think Gooch is a long shot, but Cantley. Where'd they finish? I didn't even see the final results. Uh, they finished, I think, just outside the top 10. They finished, I don't know, they finished 17th. Gotcha. I so guess. did uh, were you guys? Did you guys think maybe finally Tony Finau was going to get a a win again and it'd be in a team event and everyone discredit it? Yeah, he's <laughs> the he's he's the new Lee, Lee Westwood man. Yeah. I I didn't think that their pairing was a good pairing. Like oh, I saw I a like... lot of these teams they paired up based on statistics, like Horschel and Burns. There were a bunch that like their managers would pair them with a guy who fit well. Camp and Finau do the exact same thing. Well, gosh, and I, I don't know if every time I watched, it was Cam Champ, like, 
hitting a wayward drive or hitting something in the water or missing a putt. Like, I feel like Cam Champ did almost nothing. Maybe the first day he – because I missed that day. Um, he might have – they yeah, might have used – Yeah, Champ was pretty good in round one. But, but yeah. yeah, outside of that, he really struggled. Yeah, that was – it was like – you could see it on his face. He was just like not – he was just like pissed off the whole time. <laughs> yeah, but there, there were some – this tournament always brings like some weird teams just coming to the top, like Richie Richie Wierenski and Peter Uline. I mean, Uline now has won on the Corn Ferry and now third at this event. So good run for him, good time to show up. But what did you guys think of the event overall? Like, you want to see changes? You want to stay the same? New teams? I think I think the guys like it. I mean, I didn't talk to him personally, but at least the girls' side of things, like they like the team event. A lot of them do because it just, you know, changes it up. Because every week you're playing man-on-man-on-man on man on man or whatever. And it's nice to play old team events. I'm sure the guys enjoyed it. And I think it's nice for a change-up once a year. I think any more than that, maybe it's no good. But, you know, besides, like, the Ryder Cup or whatever. Yeah, I actually really like it. I think maybe they should do, like, this team event and then another one with, like, a different format. I still think they should do, like, a two-ball, like, scramble and just see how low crazy. it can go. Yeah. Just yeah. set it up gnarly tough. Or set it up, like, easy. Let's like, see if they can hit, like, 40 under. <laughs> yeah. How epic would that, that be? That wouldn't even be fun to watch, though, if they were shooting that far. I mean, maybe, like, I like, I like watching a challenge more. I guess. There would be a lot more luck, I feel like, involved at that point. It would come down a lot more to, like, putting. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Those – gosh. I don't know. I I – Wish more guys would play in it, though, for sure. Right. Like, I feel like it's in a good part of the schedule that you can, like, take – what what they play last week? With the RBC. Harry. Yeah, like, not that many play in the RBC. Like, a, a good amount play, but not that many play in the Valspar either. So, it's sandwiched in, in between these, like, events that a lot of guys take off anyway. So, why not play – I don't know. There's, like, a very – it was a lackluster field, let's be honest. And yeah, outside of a couple of teams. I think more guys are going to start joining it, though. I have a feeling. Yeah. People were... I think Tiger needs to join it with Justin Thomas and <laughs> get, get some gimme wins. <laughs> Could you imagine? You know, the win gets you into the Masters this way, right? Yeah, that's why. Yeah. I don't know why more guys aren't entering. It's like the, the guys who are on the fringe, why not enter? Right. But, yeah. I mean, because you can, you can have two hot days and it'll help you a lot in those best ball days. And even just to get the points and, and the money, like for a lot of these guys, they're top 33 make the cut. And there's so many like bad teams, or maybe not bad, but teams that like aren't going to compete for the win. That if you put together two guys who are top 50 in the world, you're probably right. going to make the cut. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, I you saw it here with a team like Horschel and Burns. They were like one of the favorites going in. Neither of these guys are top in the world, but they're favorites to go win a PGA Tour event. So, yeah, wow. I uh, put a little thing on our website. Shout out from the stadium. Um, on and this kind of event sparked it. On what if like the PGA Tour was like just like other sports where it's a team sport and like there's franchises that 
roster players and they pay them salaries um, and they draft players, right? And they can stash them in the Corn Fairy Tour or they can bring them up, kind of have this mixture, like, like extreme team. You know, like, you know, you got Formula One and NASCAR that have like these kind of team elements to them but not really but i think it'd be crazy and i think it's a money opportunity if you had like owners involved and could somehow have like home course advantages of some sort that'd be interesting yeah that that would be cool i feel i feel like any way to change it up like i feel like reed said every single week it's sort of the same thing so anytime you get a chance to change it up but i feel like this year more than ever the zero classic got like positive reviews yeah, the I feel like played, always like ignores it. The course played pretty hard. I think they let it get pretty firm, and it was windy most of the week. So yeah, I love that. Like round one, everyone, not a single team shot even par or worse, <laughs> and it was like every single team's like six under par. I think the scoring, and then like round right. two, like brutal. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, alternate shot—that's probably harder. I mean, that's harder than playing by yourself, I would think. Yeah. Oh, way oh absolutely. I mean, yeah. if, I mean, there's way more. Like I said, it, it comes down to pressure. Like, yeah, always, but it comes down to like pressure plays a big key in it. And to know that your shot is where your partner has to go get it from, like, mm-hmm. and the fact just, just the fact that, that you're the fact that you're hitting less shots too, you can't really get in a groove. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, enough with that this week. The tournament goes to the Valspar Championship. Uh, always a great event. You know, Paul Casey, the back-to-back defending champion. Can he make it three straight, Nolan? Um, he could. Why not? Who's the last three-time <laughs> three in a row? Must be Tiger. Oh, yeah, it's probably Tiger. <laughs> and you don't know, it's, just, it's Tiger. Yeah, I mean, no. Tiger's probably the last yeah. couple. I don't, yeah. I, I want to know, but, I mean, Kepka was close. Kepka was close with, like, winning three PGAs in a row or whatever, U.S. Opens in a row. But, um, yeah, I would think back-to-back-to-back to back to back is probably Tiger. Yeah, and, uh, Reed, have you been to this course? No, but I do know it is a uh, – if it's still at Copperhead, or is it, it's called Copperhead, right? Mm-hmm. Innisbrook or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, but the the actual the course, copperhead course. Several courses, it's cup copper copperhead. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never been there, but I do know it's pretty challenging. Last year it was uh, canceled because of uh, all the COVID stuff and whatnot. But um, it's I know it's definitely a, a course where there are doubles and triples made. And there's some tough par fours with some water and whatnot. Um, tough green complexes, but no, I've never been out there. Yeah, it's a pretty long course, too. I think all four par fives are over 560 yards. There's uh, four par threes over 215 yards. So mm-hmm. it's definitely not an easy course. Uh, it's got the the uh, snake pit, which is like, what yeah. is it, like holes like 14, 15, 16 or something? Right, and it's really, it's pretty tough. Yeah, yeah Casey won eight under par two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's like the Honda. Like where the Honda plays pretty tough, too. That, that and the Honda, the two Florida okay, courses. Eight under par two years ago, ten under par the year before that. So, I, right. I want to see these guys struggle. So, uh, like, yeah, it's going to take 
Oh, I, don't, I was just going to say it's going to take someone who's who's on their game for sure. Sounds like, yeah, like Reed was saying, you can make some big numbers on a lot of holes. So um, eliminating those mistakes could go a long way. Yeah, and it seems to be the same guys that always pop around here. I know uh, three years ago this was Adam Hadwin's big win. So uh, yeah, absolutely. Who do you guys who do you guys like on such a tough course? I'm taking Scotty Scheffler. Scotty Scheffler, the birdie maker. That guy, he's uh, he's good at making tough golf courses not so tough. Who he was with Bubba this week? That was the yeah. yeah. I don't know. That was a funny little video of how they came together. They basically like texted other players and no, nobody wanted to play with them. So they're like, I guess we'll be with each other. Exactly. We got no choice now. It's just us two left. Uh, yeah, Scotty. That's a, he hasn't, he hasn't won yet, right? Am I, am uh, I wrong? Scotty, no, he hasn't. Yeah, but he won rookie of the year. Last year, got a fifty-nine. Never That's forget. Right. That's right. He's due to win, though, man. Yeah, it's just a matter. He shot the fifty-nine when DJ like botched the fifty-nine, right? Yeah, yeah. DJ was like ten under <laughs> through eleven or something. Yeah, Remember DJ that eleven fifty-six? Yeah. <laughs> it was just unreal, and it's like, okay, DJ's gonna get like a fifty-six. <laughs> I remember. I remember getting off that golf course in Boston. And, like, I kept watching as I was driving back to the hotel. I kept watching the scoreboard. And I kept going, birdie, 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 eagle. And I'm like, holy fuck. Yeah. Got, I think it was 10 through 11 or 11 through 12 or something like that. Yeah, and I think he was, like, seven under through six. Yeah. And I think he just parred in or something. That was the same day we played with Victor <laughs> Hovland. We should watch him shoot 29 on the front nine. That's nothing <laughs> compared to DJ. Right. EJ scoffs at a 29. It was like the worst 60 ever. Yeah. Yeah, he like parred in, including like a par five. Yeah. 18 was a par five, right? I think. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. <laughs> the worst. The worst. Bummer. Nolan, who do you like? Is it, is it DJ? It's not DJ. Not although, favorite, though. although he is he. Yeah. It's JT's the favorite. One. Yeah. I mean, JT, you can't. Yeah. JT's. Awesome. He hasn't – has JT even won this year yet? I, this could be – this could yeah, very JT, easily – He won the PGA. Yeah, he – JT won, didn't he? Yeah, he won the ma- the major. Yeah. What? Yeah. Go through it, Nolan. You'll get there. Where, oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, anyway – not my pick this week. Um, for whatever reason, I really like uh, Abraham Answer. I'm going with the answer this week. Don't know why. Answer, I, I like it. I mean, he's just solid and great iron player. So, I think that's what it's going to take. Uh, for me, there's a, there's a couple guys. I mean, Terrell Hatton, that's my guy. I feel like uh, it's JT not- won the players. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the players. Uh, did I okay. take Yeah. Yeah, he said the PGA, and that threw me off big time. I was like, blame it on me. I understand, Nolan. I understand. Uh, Also, Corey Connors, I feel like, is either going to win this event or miss the cut. Because if his putting is, like, average, he's winning. 
He's so accurate. Like a minus 10 score is just like perfect for him. So if he makes a cut, you're locking him in. Guaranteed win. <laughs> Guaranteed win. Uh, my winner, though, I am going with Jason Kokrak. Second, last time they played this. Eighth the time before. Reed, that is an incredible drawing. I got to say, we just interrupted with Reed's artwork. Reed has wild doodle skills. <laughs> Always do. I love doodling when I talk, man. Jason Kokrak, though, he will be the 2021 Valspar champion. Mm. That guy, he's like a – he sort of plays like Scotty Sheffhorn in a way. Like, they go pin hunting, but they avoid bogeys pretty well, and I feel like this is a yeah. course where you need to avoid bogeys. And Absolutely. that's why Connors – I think if Connors avoids the bogeys, he's hitting it close and making birdies. It's just some like, three putt from 20 feet. I like someone who's a good driver of the golf ball. The ball needs to get into play this week. Yeah. Well, then you might like Connors. He's uh, as good like as Scotty Scheffler. Odds in the field. He's not. Scotty Scheffler. Wow. Corey Connors has incredible odds. Yeah. Corey That's... Connors somehow has better odds than Terrell Hatton, which does not make sense. I love Corey Connors. Doesn't make sense. Yeah, that's that's wild. Yeah. <laughs> what about any long shots you guys are feeling? Uh, for me, it's got to be Cam Davis. 88 to 1. Guy's just like, he's a birdie maker. If he gets hot, he has a chance. 88 to 1, you just got to go for someone. Cam Davis could win. Do you think so, though? I do. Some of these guys down here I don't think could win. Like, I don't think uh, Brendan Grace is winning again, although he's proved me wrong, clearly. Or, like, Alex Noren. But I think you look at a guy like Tom Lewis or Adam Long to pop back up. Tom Lewis. That's a name. What was the what was the major where he shot like sixty sixty five on the weekend? To like, was that not the British? It might have been. Yeah, he just I'm shot. Sure. Yeah. All of a sudden, they're like, uh, "There's a guy named Tom Lewis. He's on the <laughs> they're barely making the cut." Yeah, Tom Lewis, man, he's a he's a good stick though. He really is. What about even Peter Uli now? I mean, first and third his last two events. That's what I'm really saying, dude. There's some guys in this event that were playing well during the team event, so they're kind of flying under the radar. Like, Eric Van Ruin was playing pretty good um, this week, and he's at 90-1. to Kind of like him as a long shot. Or even Richie Wierenski, U-Line's teammate. Like, they're 130 and 160-1, to and they both just came third. One of them had to have been playing well. Yeah. We'll get to the bottom of who it was. You put your arithmetic together, Zach, and you let us know the answer. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but uh, I, think we, I think we're safe to move on from this. We'll, we'll go on to our, our weekly LPJ discussion, Reed. You guys had a pretty good finish last week, 17th. You had the most consistent scorecard of all time. Well, you didn't actually. You slightly off. But two <coughs> under, one under, one under, one under. You know what yeah. I mean. Yeah. You know, we uh... – it was a good week. I wouldn't say it was a great week. Um, looking back on it, you know, there were some spots where we threw away a couple shots. Um, could have probably got in the top ten without changing a whole lot. Um, but 
that being said, consistent consistent rounds uh, by totality of score, I mean. Um, but something I did notice I, last week that I haven't – since I haven't seen it this year, but I haven't really been wowed by it like I was this week was the way she was able to finish. I mean, if you look at the end of our rounds, a lot of them we birdied – three of the last four or two of the last three, or uh, there was one where we birdied uh, 15, 16, 17. We actually kind of struggled in the middle of the round. Came back, birdie 15, 16, 17, hit it to about 18 feet on 18. It was might have been one of the worst lip outs I've ever seen in my life. Uh, it was all the way down in the cup and came back out at us. And just one you have to laugh at, but I think you, know, you take that as a positive and we got some weeks off now. We're not going to Asia. And so our next event will be out in uh, Virginia. And, um, you know, looking forward to some more success. Breaking through to that top 10, top 5 area. Maybe yeah. even get a W. We were discussing before the show how, like, all these scores, when you look at the LPGA scores, they're all, like, super consistent. You don't see 65, 76 very often. You'll see a couple of them. But every score is, like, 68, 69, 70, 71, 72. In that yeah. Well, yeah. I think that is just – because they're hitting more fairways and more greens? It is. Like, it's true. Like, they they don't hit it as far as the guys, and that's just what it is. And so the courses are still set up fairly long for them. Like, there's some holes that are long. And there's other holes that, you know, it's more of a um, point A to point B, very consistent, very good with your irons, good putters. And you just make a lot of pars and birdies. You know, and you have the occasional bogey or whatever. And, um, yeah, it's just – it's really simple, solid, good golf, and that's what I've kind of seen. Yeah. But the big story of the week, Canadian, Brooke Henderson. Yeah, what about Canadian golfer ever now. I think she's basically got that crown solidified, even though Mike Weir's got his Masters. I don't know if you can, I don't know if you can beat the Masters, man. I don't know, 10 professional wins. Yeah. <laughs> Who else would rival it? Is it just them two? Yeah, I don't know. Adam Hadwin. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's them too. Graham Dillette. <laughs> oh, man. Graham Dillette. Hey, he's won a couple times. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Corey Brooks won maybe someday down the line. Corey Connors looking good. Hey, what about – is there any older players that were Canadian? No. Yeah, They're Brooks, happy. like – wait, Brooks still only, like, 23? Yeah. Yeah. She's going to be – does she have a, a LPGA major at all? Uh, I think so. I, 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 wanna, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if she racks up a couple yeah, majors – she won the Women's PGA Championship. Right. Yeah, that's, that's huge. I mean, she where, was that, where was that at, Zach? Uh, it was at in Washington. At yeah, Sahali. I was, was going to say, I thought that was at Sahali. Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah. I That's thought awesome. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think, I think by the time she's done playing, if she gets another major in there, and I mean – Heck, if she gets to, like, 20 wins, move over, Mike Weir. I don't even think it's really close even now. Like, oh, come on, man. Mike Weir Masters is the most prestigious tournament of all time. 
I know, but does that make him the best ever? Like, he wasn't the best when he won. It was. It wasn't like he dominated the whole year and then went on to win the Masters. It was a bit of a fluke. Bit of a fluke. You're calling your greatest victory a bit of a fluke. <laughs> well, well, it is. It's true. He he didn't win many tournaments. Hey, we just need to stick to talking about Canadians and hockey. That'll make it make it a lot simpler. Yeah, exactly. My but yeah, I mean, Zach can attest to it. She's like a. She's like a celebrity, like times ten in Canada, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's like the biggest star in Canadian golf. Like, Corey Connors has nothing on her. Yeah. But uh, yeah, crazy stuff. Other Canadian news. I tweeted out the first ever guest I had before. It wasn't even really a podcast. It was me interviewing someone over the phone and then transcribing it as like one of the first articles on the website was with one Taylor Pendrith of the McKenzie Tour three years ago, and he is now officially a PGA Tour member. Wow. So, I got to say, like... From the back tees bump. We used to be the biggest curse on these guys, but it is pretty crazy because the amount of people that we've had on this podcast that have then gone on to have a lot of success is getting a little crazy. Jared Wolf. Jared Wolf's about to be on the PGA Tour. Taylor Pendrith's going to be on the PGA Tour. Well, Zalatoris already on the PGA Tour, basically. A bunch of Grayson Sig and uh, Colton almost for sure going to end up there. Jimmy Stanger and, and uh, yeah. we have a chance. Yeah, they're right on the bubble. Taylor Moore is right on the bubble. So we got, we got a lot of guys. They'll be a lot up. of guys and more gals. We'll see. And we have Ryan, the yeah. only gal. But she's already made it. Yeah. Yeah, we, uh, we try. We trying for that victory part, and we're trying. Oh, the bump is coming. The bump is coming. Oh, bump's coming. You got to be patient. Oh. It's just patience. Oh, all, all about patience. I always tell her, just follow the process. Trust the process. Yeah. Last story of the week. Tony Romo. Oh, before we get yeah. to Tony Romo, side topic. I was telling you guys before, on the PGA Tour broadcast, it was about Matthew Wolf, and the I forget who it was. I don't think it was Amanda Balionis, so I'm not going to say it and uh, get it all canceled. One of them said, I hope Matthew Wolf picks up his play because he does not want to finish DFL. And I'm just thinking to myself, that just stands for dead fucking last. They basically just cursed on air. Are there going to be any problems arising of this? No one even bad. Hell, if it was, if it was DeChambeau, it would be a problem. Yeah, if DeChambeau said, I ain't finishing DFL, canceled. <laughs> yeah. Cancel that's, immediately. That's so true. But talking about dead fucking last, Tony Romo, done it again. What do you guys think about him? Uh, Why is he spot? still getting spots and taking I, some spot? 11 over par. 31 shots worse than friend of the podcast, Taylor Moore, who came third. Yeah, I'm with Reed, man. I'm sick of I'm sick of it with Romo, with Steph Curry. Like, get off the golf course. Uh, like, it's annoying. That's the biggest part is that they're getting spots over someone else who could the really crazy, use it. The crazy part to me is that there are tournaments every year, and sometimes it's one time in the year and sometimes it's four times in the year where the last man in the field wins. Yeah. It happens, whether it's PGA, LPGA, Corn Ferry. Like, so let the last person get in. Don't give me who, sure, it's cool and you're trying to draw fans, but, like, I mean, come on. 
I, yeah, I get them trying to bring fans as well. Like, for sure, that's what you want to do. But this, people have been along the lines of Tony Romo can make the cut. Like, there's some chance. For him to go out on the first hole, chip in for Eagle, and yeah. six shots worse than the second worst player in the field, that person has no chance of winning. Yeah. <laughs> so, I remember one year Zero. he, like, shot like a one under par on Thursday or something, and they're like, oh, he's only like a shot under the cut or something. He could make it if he has a good round tomorrow. And he goes out and shoots like an 80 or something. Yeah. Like, I have no problem putting him in if you think he could make the cut. Right. But he's proven he can't. So what the fuck? Yeah, exactly. He's proven he can't. He's proven he can't even, like, come close. Like, if there's, like, a cut sweat, sure. And he, he misses, maybe one time he will. Because obviously you want to draw attention. But maybe the Corn Ferry Tour, on, to play devil's advocate, maybe he is bringing in enough money that it will benefit more players in the long run to have him just miss cut after cut than it would to just let someone in. Yeah, I mean, maybe it is. Who knows? Just pretty hard to figure that out. So, right. yeah, whatever. Tony Romo, you stink. Yeah, <laughs> all in all, Tony Romo stinks. But solid any, quarterback. Any thoughts here, fellas. Hey, I just want to um, give a quick shout out to one of our our partners over at Symbol. Um, check them out. Symbol app. Use our promo code FTS, um, and you're gonna get. $10 on your first deposit. They're like a sports stock exchange market where you can invest in um, MLB, NBA, and NFL teams. It's really cool. It's like long-term investment, but you get dividends whenever the teams actually win in real life. And it's pretty interesting new platform. Um, but yeah, and, you're going to get a free $10 if you use our promo code FTS. So why not sign up, check it out. I do it. Zach does it. I know it's pretty fun. Um, and it gives you a little more interest in the regular season of all these, these sports. So like I said, positive return on investment by everything. It's like a guaranteed positive return on your investment too, which is like, doesn't happen all the time. So. Buy every team, do it for a week and then cash it out. We don't care. Not a problem. You'll see. It'll work. Just use our promo code. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, they need to get some hockey on there, though. I, yeah, they're working. Yeah. They're working on getting other leagues. Um, they're implementing these uh, this new, like, um, teammate kind of feature. They're working on their app still. It's just a web-based. Um, it's very early on right now. We're, um, you know, working with them to grow their user base. So that's. That's what we're trying to do right now. Yeah, it's very early on. The one thing I wanted to say, because obviously people are going to be skeptical, like new site, will I get my money back? How quick is it? I put on, I wanted to see how quickly they got it out. So obviously I could vouch and not just like say it works and then people get fucked over and lose their money. Took out less than 24 hours later, the money was in my PayPal account. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So legit. above that, the owner of the company emailed me having no idea who I am, just like confirming my withdrawal, like personalized email. Yeah. yeah. Kenneth, Kenneth is, a, is a great guy. So Great guy. Kenneth. Yeah. Kenneth. <laughs> Kenneth. Yeah. I like it. The full Kenneth. 
Yeah. That's how you know. That's how you know he's gonna be a great guy. <laughs> that's how you know so, he's legit. Uh, yeah. Other sports. Let's talk other sports for a little bit. Nolan, the Yankees. Oh man! Railways I mean, are... I uh, I invested in symbol in the in the sim Yankees and expensive. They're not. They're not doing well. They're below five hundred. They're. I think they're about to lose tonight too. They either can't pitch or can't hit. It's just been awful. The Blazers are a mess. I I don't even know what to talk about with the Blazers. They, this is like one of the best teams they've had in a while since Lamarcus left. Probably this is on paper their best team, and just nothing. There's no emotions for me, like for this Blazer team right now. I, I can't figure out what's wrong. It's probably a coaching issue. I I don't know. I I need something different. Um, Terry Stotts has been great, but I don't know. We we got to figure something else out. Well, Nolan, when the uh, when the Kraken come into the league up in Seattle, you can hop on the wagon. Yeah, why not? I yeah, I'm not a not like a big NHL guy, so I gotta. Get, I mean, I was I'm supposed to be a Habs fan, right? That's right. No, you don't want to be a Habs fan. Just point to become a Seattle fan. Although Seattle might get Carey Price. All those hockey fans listening, I hate Carey Price. He might go to Seattle. It'll be the greatest day of my life. Dude, he is. Montreal has got it. Got nothing out of him. He is way better than than everyone gives him credit for. He's no, fucking. Good. He's terrible. He's so bad. You take him. He he's from like BC, so he's sort of near Seattle. I hope he goes. I hope he's like I'll waive that no trade clause. I'd love to be in Seattle. Take him. Take him for nothing. It's like when March Mark Andre Fleury went to uh, Pittsburgh. Everyone said he was done and everything. No, no. You take Gary Price, and you see firsthand what we deal with, Reed. And then, then you could come. Hey, back. I watched Gary Price in his last WHL game ever in Seattle. Seattle give up nine. I think it was nine goals to Seattle. He gave up nine goals. Yeah. What the hell? Maybe you should have warned someone. Did he actually? Swear to God, yeah. I remember I was at the game with Dad. Yeah, it was seven or nine or something. Something that was a lot. That's incredible. Yeah, the guy can't handle pressure. He's weak-minded. It's not even pressure when you're down by that much. <laughs> Nolan, this guy's the most weak-minded person you've ever seen in your life. I promise you that. But do we have uh, some trivia to close things off and, and a little tiger fact? Of course. Of course, of course. Well, you know, I did an island fact as we were in uh, Hawaii a couple of weeks ago. Well, they're in Singapore this week, the LPGA is, so I'm going to stick to Singapore. How many islands make up Singapore, do you guys know? Ooh, that's a fun one. Eight. Uh, eight? I don't know. No, it's way more than that. It's probably like... I'm an expert in Singapore. I'm going to go 72. 72. That's pretty close, Nolan. You're over, but it was 64. That's pretty close. Hey, that's not bad. How many of them are inhabited? Oh, maybe eight. <laughs> I get dibs we're on eight. We're both going eight. No, we're locking in. You can't take eight. We said at the same time, dang it. <laughs> it's going to be like, okay, screw it. I'm off eight. 41. <laughs> You're so wrong. You went the wrong way, Zach. It's uh, three islands inhabited. <laughs> Only three? Wow. These are the three worst guesses of my trivia career. 
Yeah, it's one out of every 21 and a third of them. So you do the math on that percentage, under 5%. That's crazy. You want to know some fun fact I looked up today? Usually I'm not the giver of the fun facts, but uh, American Samoa has a population of just over 45,000 people. 70 of them are in the NFL. (laughs) What? Whoa. Just doing the math, if there's 45,000 people, 22,000 around are women, or 22,000 around are also men, then probably 70% of that are people who aren't a proper age to be playing in the NFL, if not more. You probably have like a 1% chance to make the NFL. That's crazy. I'm moving there right now. <laughs> yeah, it's not my career. No, it's nutty. Absolutely mm-hmm. nutty. But uh, Nolan, could you close us off with a Tiger fact? But we didn't even mention that. Well, hey, that, that, we got it. We got it. Don't worry, because guess it. what? My, my Tiger fact is very simple this week. Very, it's a stat, and it's a number, and it's the number one. And why is it the number one? Because Tiger Woods is only in one boot, guys. He's only in one boot. We finally got some information on what happened to Tiger Woods. Um, he he posted a picture online of him and his dog out in the backyard, which is like his back golf course. Um, so I think that was very exciting for me to see him standing, to see him jacked, by the way. Like, oh, my gosh, he's been doing arm workouts, obviously, like with his bum leg. I mean, um, I tweeted out when I saw that picture that he is a lock. For number sixteen, a long. <laughs> yeah, Reed. I don't know I mean, if you saw the picture. You're you're a busy guy. It was him, uh, him with his dog, uh, at his course, in in just one boot, smiling. I mean, he looks like a guy who just broke his his foot. Yeah, I mean, not to underplay things, but Tiger Woods. Like we might see him on the course in a couple weeks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yes. The guy's got probably got to learn to walk again. No, it doesn't seem like that. He has one boot on. He was just wearing a shoe. Yeah, he went to uh, Charlie's tournament the next day and uh, was riding around the cart with the, his girlfriend. And I don't know. We'll see. I mean. That's crazy. I put something on my Instagram of, of that photo, and I said, you're 2022 Masters champion Tiger Woods. <laughs> yeah, I mean, an absolute walk. I mean, that- Absolutely incredible if he came one of the 2022 Masters. I mean, that was the most encouraging thing we've seen in a while. Like, because there was still so much like, man, like, what did he even do? Like, what what actually happened to the guy? And the fact that he's just in a boot on his, yeah, there's a, there's a photo on his right leg. Guess what? You finish on your left leg. He could probably go hit some balls right now. You don't need your right leg as a golfer. What are you talking about? <laughs> he looks like, like he's just – Wearing a tennis shoe on his left foot, and then big smile just on crutches. He just looks like a guy who broke his leg. Yeah, fell down the stairs or something. I don't know. Tiger so, Woods is so back. That was like the greatest photo ever. That might be the greatest photo ever posted to Instagram. Has there has there ever been like such a hoopla around a guy posting a photo of him like injured? <laughs> or has there ever been a photo of an injured person posted? That's gotten more positive feedback. Yeah. Everyone's like, yes, he only has a cast. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It, it was a great day, though. One, one last thing. What about Alex Smith? 
Oh yeah, Alex Smith. Congrats on career. an awesome career, man. Um, yeah. I mean yeah. that guy. That is one tough guy because he obviously just came back to prove he could come back. Because he could still be playing. He could be a backup quarterback for some team. But he said, you know, he just wants to prove he could come back, play one year, and then call it quits. He has all right. the – didn't need that. I mean, that was incredible. Yeah. All the respect to Alex Smith. But true, NFL draft this Thursday. Yeah. Saints, Saints going to – what are they going to do? The Saints. They're going to trade up for QB. I think I, I mean, that's my deal. They should just draft Breeze. Like, it gets to their pick. We're going to pick Breeze. He has to come out of retirement again. <laughs> I mean, they need to pick a quarterback, and there no, seems to be no thought that they will. Right. Yeah, Jameis Winston, man, he's, he's great. Jameis. Never say never. Never say never. Well, guys, on behalf of the From the Back Tees podcast, thought we had a great episode today. Uh, we'll see you guys next week, and hopefully our picks are right for the Vals Bar this week. We got yeah. a winner. Thank you for listening to From the Back Tees. Toward the hole, and it's in with Bernie. We hope you enjoyed today's show. For more information and updates, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at From the Back Tees. I'm going to enjoy it for the rest of my life. See you next week. Be the ball, man.